This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Bill's Mafia. We know there's only one topic every day. All Bill's all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. All right, Sean McDermott, I think, had a chance to exhale as well after the game, along with Bill's Mafia. Caught up with him on the field for a uh, post-game radio interview. Very raw emotions coming from Sean McDermott. Uh, it was really something. I've been getting a lot of people you know, tweeting about how they've never really seen or heard Sean in that moment. And we, we've been around Sean enough to know Matt. We've seen him vulnerable and emotional, but that truly was some very, very raw emotion right after the game coming out from him. Oh, yeah, for sure it was. And even after he left the fields with doing the interview with you, when he was hanging around in the postgame press conference room after, and then he was in the locker room for a little while, like you could just tell that this was a guy who feels like his team has really accomplished something but also feels like they might just still be scratching the surface. And for Sean McDermott, this has been a really, really, really tough season for a lot of reasons. I mean, it was five weeks ago, and there was very serious discussions about whether this guy was going to be the head coach of this team long term. What was going to happen to him? And, I mean, he's completely put those to bed with this five-game win streak that they're on. And if they go on a deep run, then, you know, I don't think anybody's having a conversation. They got to beat the teams they need to beat. You have to beat the Steelers. And depending on what happens, if you beat the Steelers, then you probably got to win another game. But his job is safe. And I think what he did yesterday was maybe his most impressive outing of the year, given the stage. And it's not just the defense. It was the decision making. They go for it on fourth and one at their own 35 yard line. I freaking loved that. Have the faith in your, you know, ridiculously large human of a quarterback that he can jump over the pile, and he did. And I know it didn't work later in the thing. Oh, here's a question I have for you because I've been thinking about this. Do you remember the play? So the the crazy run from Josh Allen is third and 13, okay? You're going to ask me about the penalty. Yes. Okay. I've had this question a few times. Hold on. I know what you're going to say. Why did they – accept it why they decline it which one you're going to ask me because what, here's what happened yes i i think and I, i'm sorry to cut you off because i think i yes. know what you're going to ask me here here's the deal folks the the bills declined the penalty i believe even though it doesn't show up like that on the official play-by-play and even though it didn't seem like that in the stadium here's why i say that 
the Bills had the ball at their own uh, on that drive. Only let me look it up here. They had the ball at their own. Where was Josh? He was running. Uh, how much time was left? Okay. Bills had the ball third and 13 at their own 34. I'm reading the official play by play in the game book. Okay. Josh scrambles right for 15 yards. Penalty mm-hmm. on Jalen Ramsey, five yards holding. But the Ooh. next snap was taken from the Miami 46. So I think they did decline it. It just doesn't show up there. So if they declined it, why did the clock not run? Um, good question. Because that cost them 40 seconds. That Correct. penalty. I'm not sure. So my impression was that if you decline the penalty, the right. clock would start running. I've had, but that, it, I've had but that question from some people already today, but I'm looking at the time on the plane. Go ahead and say what you want to say while I look at it. So basically what I think happened was I think there was like 3.02 left in the game or something like that. 3.04, yes. But the timing really kind of did not help the Bills because you knew they were going to have to run their plays all before the two-minute warning because at that point Miami only had one timeout left and they did not use the timeout to stop the clock there. So they still had a timeout left. So the penalty stopped the clock. But I thought the penalty only stopped the clock if you accepted the penalty. So I don't well, understand. Does say on the play-by-play, penalty on Ramsey, defensive holding, enforced at the Buffalo 49. But if that's the case. If that's the case, that was know. a bad. If that's if that's the case, that's a mistake from the Bills. Because it is, the but, t- but, but the next snap takes from the, is from the Miami 46, which is 15 yards, which is what Josh Gallen, Allen gained. Yeah, so I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand that. Um, but I, that was the one thing that I didn't know if Sean made a mistake on because – You know what? To, Hold on. To, Let me ask you this. This this could be it. Actually, now that I look at it, let's add it up. The Bills had, the, had it from their 34. Josh gains 15. I'm wrong. If you go and add that up, that gets you to the Miami – that gets you to the Bills 49. The next snap is the Miami 46. Matt, I think they tacked on the penalty. Yeah, I think they the did hole. too. I think they tacked on the penalty. That's but what they if did. But if you're the Bills, can't you decline? Uh, unless, are you not allowed to decline that? I, I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe I should ask. Um, maybe I should look into it. I, I, I guess I should. But it looks like they got 20 yards on the play, not just mm-hmm. 15. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's why the the clock stopped. I don't know. Yeah, I was just uh, – regardless, it was a really impressive day for Sean McDermott and his staff. For Matt Smiley, last week you give up a kick return. This week you get a punt return, and then, you know, Sean was in his yeah. bag. I think Joe Brady responded well in the second half. I thought for a lot of the first half, even though they moved the ball well, Fangio was doing some things that kind of threw the bills off. I was a little surprised they didn't come out with a little bit more tempo early in the second half because that seemed to work in the first half. But maybe they were trying to just kind of settle Josh down a little bit and get him under center. So I think it was a nice day for the coaching staff. That was the one thing I've been thinking about, why that penalty was not something that they declined. But I wonder – I don't know. I don't know the details of it. I'm going to look into it a little bit and see exactly what the um, the clock rules are in that. It looks like they – took the 15 and they got the penalty tacked on. So I'm going to yeah. look at the uh, time on that. In the meantime, super wild card weekend. Here we go. Uh-huh. The NFL gets things going on Saturday. It's going to be Browns at Texans. And then it's going to be Dolphins at Chiefs. The Bills obviously forced the Dolphins to go to Kansas City by beating them. Then it's going to be the Steelers at Bills Sunday at 1 o'clock. Packers at Cowboys. Rams at Lions Sunday night. And then the Eagles at the Buccaneers on Monday night football. All right. Steelers coming to town to take on the bills, a Steelers team that, I mean, I, I just believe that this team 
I don't know, Mike Tomlin's a witch or something. I have no idea how they got to 10 wins this year. I don't think they're all that good. They've had quarterback issues, obviously. They have a lot of offensive issues. They did make an offensive coordinator change like the Bills did. They've been winning games late like the Bills. A lot of similarities there. But, man, I, I, I think the Bills just have to be able to take care of this opponent. This is the dream scenario. I think if you would have chosen, and I have, I, I think I said this to you. Yeah, in the, the last episode. Right, right. Rank the teams you'd like to play. I think the Steelers were the team we said. That's who uh-huh. you think you want to play. Yep, exactly. I mean, for me, it's Mason Rudolph. It's not this. Yeah. Well, assuming Mason Rudolph's going to play, right? They're not going to have Kenny Pickett go out there. Maybe. Well, I guess we'll see. Either way, you should be able to beat Mason Rudolph. You should be able to beat Kenny Pickett. And if that's your first round matchup in the playoffs, for as good as their defense is, their defense likely without TJ Watt, by the way. Because if his brother yes. is right, they say rest and recovery for several weeks. And then, you know, they avoided the worst case scenario. So TJ Watt's the best player on that team. Without him, even though the defense is still really, really, really good, after watching what the Bills have been able to do to during this five-game win streak, you hold Patrick Mahomes to 17 points. You hold Dak to 10 points. You hold Tua to 14 points. You should be able to hold Mason Rudolph to something similar to that. And for as good as their defense is, I feel confident that the Bills will be able to, you know, put up 24, 27 points. And that should be enough against this team. The one thing I will say is do not take anybody. This team, the Bills have a tendency to play up to their opponents and down to their opponents. They've almost lost to the Easton Stick-led Chargers. They almost lost to the Bailey Zappi-led Patriots. They did lose to Zach Wilson. They did lose to Mac Jones. The minute you get overconfident about these games is when you get super stressed out at the end because it looks like they're going to let it slip away. I think this is the biggest line of opening weekend. I think the Bills are the biggest favorites in the league this weekend. The fact that they're at home just gives you that much. Nine and a half, yeah. The the fact that they're at home gives you a little bit more comfort because they've been pretty good there this year. But don't write off the Steelers. They're they're still, like you said, they're one of those teams that just kind of always hangs around and kind of always is in games even though you don't think they should be. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Yeah, the only thing that's really thrown a fly in the ointment here is the weather, Matt, to be quite honest with you. Now, I know it's Buffalo. I get it. And, you know, you're still playing the steel. It's the ultimate equalizer. Look at the weather they played in at Baltimore. And I know they played the backups there, but you never know what can happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the weather forecast right now, we are still six days out, obviously. The weather forecast right now for Orchard Park on Sunday, about 20 degrees, windy, and snow. That is not a great recipe for trying to, you know, have both teams at their, I guess, full capacity to do what they want to do, I guess I'd say. 
Yeah, I hope, you know, for the Bills' sake, you hope that that changes as the week goes along here because we are still six days away. The one thing I will say is it all depends how much wind and how much snow because the Bills can operate with wind and they can operate better than probably any team because their quarterback's got the strongest arm in the NFL. As far as the run game is concerned, you're a bit concerned about you know, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, because those are both good running backs who have different skill sets who can kind of make big time plays. But still, like even with bad weather, I mean, they played in bad weather against the Ravens and snuck out a win. Like the Bills with Josh Allen should be able to beat them regardless of the conditions. It's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove, Sunday at one o'clock. Bills, Steelers, what are you thinking about the Dolphins-Chiefs matchup? Which, by the way, it's going to be worse weather in Kansas City, I think, Matt. It's going to be like zero degrees and snowing. Well, once again, you are not counting your chickens before they hatch. So if that's the case, you do not even really think about any of the matchups or anything until the Bills game has come to an end. So what are the outcomes? If the Bills win and the Chiefs win, it's Bills-Chiefs in Orchard Park, right? If that, well, okay, say it again. Let's see. Here, here's if the Bills win and the Chiefs, and the Chiefs win, win, then the Ravens um, would get the winner of the four five game. That's correct. Yes. If the Bills if win the, and the Dolphins win, the Bills get the winner of the four five game, which is Texans Browns. That's correct. Y- yes. Okay. So if you're somebody who is looking ahead, which I do not advise, I think you want the Dolphins to win. I think you want the Dolphins to win because then they go to Baltimore. And I don't know, even though the Chiefs are not the Chiefs, I would still feel more com- feel more comfortable and confident going against either C.J. Stroud or Joe Flacco, right? I mean, in that stage, I would think those would be the guys you would want to play. But Although I would ask you this. Once again. Do you think has a better chance just, to beat the Ravens? Um, Probably. Because, it, it, because it the Chiefs, if the that Chiefs have to go – that doesn't matter to, to me. To to that, does, though, that doesn't matter to me. The, the, just beat the team in front of you. The Bills can beat the Ravens. Right. The Bills right. play their a, the, the Bills. The Bills beat their A game. They can beat anybody. So to be right. having a team, you know, don't make it harder on yourself to try and avoid it from another team. I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC, and I think the Bills are the second best team in the AFC. And I think the Bills have the ceiling to beat anybody and also have the fur to lose to anybody. That's just the way that this team has been all year. So for me, it's just handle your business in front of you. And then if you win, and that means the Chiefs are coming to town, you can beat the Chiefs at home. I think that you should beat the Chiefs at home. But same thing, you should definitely beat Joe Flacco at home for as good as their defense is. And you should also be able to beat C.J. Stroud as a rookie for as impressive as he is another game you should be able to win. So that's for down the road this week. All about, all about the Steelers. A lot to get to this week. We'll stay on top of injuries. Russell Douglas, Gabe Davis, Ty Johnson, and Tyrell Dodson, all the four guys who left the game who did not return for the Buffalo Bills. We'll stay on top of all that. You can do that with Matt on WKBW TV channel seven. You can do that with me on WGR sports radio Five Fifty. Matt, have a safe flight back to Buffalo. And we'll talk again later this week, brother. Thank you, buddy, and good job with that interview after the game. I know that that was super exciting for Bills fans, all the fans that went down, and I know that this is just a really exciting time. The last thing I want to say as I bring my rental car back to the rental car garage right now Mm -hmm. is enjoy it. 
four straight division titles <laughs> is not right. anything to take for granted. It was no. pretty cool last night after the game and after, you know, the dusted it's one o'clock in the morning, one thirty in the morning. And I'm just kind of standing there and I'm just flashing back to when the drought ended in that building and to yeah, see yeah, what yeah. this team has, even though they haven't really accomplished anything because they haven't won the way that they have transformed this organization and become a consistent contender and a team that's probably going to continue to do this for several years is pretty remarkable. So enjoy it for a while and then shift your focus to it's like, did you see the video from after the game of Josh going up to Steph and just yelling four more wins, four more wins. That, that's I the didn't. mindset. That's the mindset for the teams. They're celebrating after the game. They're all going around. They're hugging each other. And Josh just goes up to Steph and he's just like four more wins, four more wins, four more wins. And he said it after the game. He's like, the t-shirts and the hats are cool. The division is cool. This is all about winning a Super Bowl. So well, I- enjoy, enjoy this. And then we start talking about that other stuff. I did see the video of them coming in the locker room and very, very excited about that T-shirt. They're like as excited as I was when we won the intramural softball or flag football championship at Syracuse University getting a T-shirt, baby. I mean, that's what it's all about. So they're yeah. excited about that, but they're shifting their attention. We'll shift our attention the next time on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. For Matt, I'm Sal. Thanks for being with us here on the Bills-Dolphins postgame wrap. The Bills, AFC East Division champions for the fourth straight year.